When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. That's why Mint Mobile is here and offering premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month with no catch. Mint Mobile is great for anyone that's looking for a way to get a little bit of extra savings. You don't have to pay for those big plans, even though they still have the high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network with unlimited talk and text. You can use the phone you have right now with any Mint Mobile plan and keep on trucking just like you are just saving money on your mobile plan and if you're not 100 satisfied mint mobile has you covered with their seven day money back guarantee so you can try it make sure it works for you and then you're all set to go so switch to mint mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com dnvr be sure to go to mintmobile.com dnvr to let them know we sent you. DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley to talk a little bit more dev camp today. Day two is in the books. All right. First of all, look, day one was for tempering expectations and remembering that these are all kids. Day two is for hyperbole and getting the hype train out here. Okay. Day two is for wild overreactions because day one, everybody's just back in the rink. Day two, we see the future. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now we're, we're all busting out our crystal balls and getting into it. So why you got to talk about balls already? (laughs) Minute and 43 into the show. You talk about balls. Look, I have an expectation that I have to set. All right. Unbelievable. On this show. (laughs) This guy. Uh, uh, should we start with Sampo or do you want to start with group one? Um, we'll save Sampo. Okay. All right. Let's, let's start with, let's start with the morning stuff first, I guess. Well, it'll all get muddled, but in the morning, the, the group that went second yesterday went first today. So uh, that left you with, uh, you know, a, a weird it felt like we were sleeping in. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of skating today, like a lot of skating. Yeah. Uh, but you ever you ever watch something and your brain shuts down so thoroughly that you're sleeping while wide awake? <laughs> yes. Uh, that well, was watching the forward skate this morning. It, it did feel a little bit like that. They at least got to shoot some stuff on the second half. It was. It was a. Uh, it was an interesting morning, I do think. Um, you know, with that group, it ended up being it was yeah it was it was the Ranta Foodie Bocage group that win the morning. Uh, so the skating was fine. I it was it was one of those weird things. I will say with Foodie, it was a little bit funny because in some of the drills, it felt like he was struggling with them a little bit, almost because skating is comes so naturally to him that it's like 
when he actually has to stop and think about it, it like almost messes him up a little bit because he's like, what do you mean? I need to think about this thing in the drill. I normally just do it. Yeah. And we've seen in the past, we've seen really good skaters struggle in some of these, the, these drills because these drills are designed to break down their stride to the very, very basics. So if there are maybe some bad habits or some quirks, that have been developed that even though those exist, he's still a great skater. Um, you see guys cause the, it, and it's all designed to make these guys uncomfortable Yeah, and to, sure. and to try and retrain certain areas of them. A guy like foodie doesn't really need it. Right. Like yeah. he's, he's fine right. as a skater, but this really helps the guys like Bocage. Yeah. Um, that really need some help with their stride, some help with their balance where, yeah. Their, their skating is still the going to be a problem. Help them squeeze every little bit of out of it that they can to get it to a certain level. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, right, with Foodie, like, sure, maybe you see him struggle in a drill, but then they cut him loose to skate down the ice and he just goes, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we did, what, what I like today is we did get to see, um, yeah. we did get to see guys opened bit. it up yeah. and, um, you got to see a lot more like individual edge work, um, yeah. not necessarily the ice dancing video that I posted, but a lot of different, a lot of different um, edge work was done today. And I, it, that was enjoyable um, to a, to a degree. I, otherwise I spent the day watching defensemen yeah. on the I, other sheet because they weren't, they were, they were working on um, actual stuff that I care about. Yeah, AJ AJ on the defense today. I took the offensive side in that group. Um, it was an interesting day. I do think on the whole, and then AJ, we were talking about this at the rink. It, it's been one day, and you can already tell the competitiveness level ramping up pretty quickly at this thing. Yeah, and and the first day back is always kind of like that. They take it a little easier. Um, guys are kind of finding the rhythm. Haven't been on the ice as much. You know, second day, all right, this is a familiar routine. And they start to they start to get a little sick of each other. Um, these guys are competing for things, for jobs, for futures, all kinds of stuff, right? Um, yesterday, there was a lot of gentlemanly conduct. Uh, some guys that have never met each other before. And then today it was kind of like, all right, I've spent the last 48 hours kind of around these guys because they, you know, they go to the meetings together. They're on the ice it, all day together. The they're in the groups together. They're together. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do uh, their meals together. And then when they get done, it's like, okay, what are these guys going to do? Go, go hang out with all their friends in Denver. Yeah. No, they're going to hang out with each other. Yeah. So they're starting, you know, the, that, the, the competitive side of these guys is starting to come out a little bit more. And they did some they did some work today that obviously uh, designed to bring out certain elements of that, and we definitely saw it. Yep, it was good. It was. Today was a good day. Today was a good day for a lot of reasons. Agreed. Agreed. It was it was a fun one. Um, yeah, it an, an interesting day. Let's let's start with Bocage here actually because I think his day was pretty interesting. Obviously, I already mentioned he's never going to look good in a skating drill. Full stop. His skating is one of his weaknesses, but you saw him, especially in the practice in the afternoon. There's a reason why people like this kid and it's yes, he has a great shot, but it, it's also when you let him open it up a little bit, he can, his skating looks functional. We'll put it that way. Yeah. So when, when you're breaking a guy down to his most basic level, you know, like Bocage's skating absolutely just does not look great. Yeah. But when you get him into hockey settings and he starts doing, okay, what's the kind of skating he's going to be doing in game? You know, he's in transition. He's in open ice. He's getting up and down in, in ways that he would in a game. His skating takes a big leap forward and you're not sitting there like, Jesus, this is a disaster. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot more functional. Um, and I, I think it's taken a pretty big step forward from what we saw of him a couple of years ago it when we saw him in actual like game type situations 
his skating bothered me a whole lot less than some of the other aspects of his game that, you know, we're, we're, we're nitpicking drills here. So Obviously. like yeah. major asterisks here, On both but I, I did. Bad, yeah. Yeah. I did. I did like what I saw from, um, from Bocage a lot more with his skating as soon as, as soon as they really opened it up. Yep. Yep. And that, it was nice the afternoon practice to see a little uh, game-like scenarios, I guess. Um, you got to definitely see uh, the the kids feel or at least look a lot more natural than trying to run a specific drill over and over. So, yeah, and like a drill where they're balancing on like one foot and yeah, like doing all this weird stuff. Yeah, you know they look like weebles, right? Like because <laughs> it's just it's all just like a bunch of wobbling and then. You get like maybe one guy in the group who actually does eat it. You're like, you're no longer a weeple. You disappoint us. So once you know, other than that though, like Pocage was fine. I liked yep. it. It was a good. It was a good session for him today. Yep. I mean, there were a lot of good sessions, honestly. Like yeah. especially the bigger names. I don't think very many struggled too much, especially in the afternoon. Um, but yeah. Working working through that group, you also have Foodie there. He he looked a lot better in the afternoon because all of a sudden you give him opportunities to play in situations where he can be a pass first player. <laughs> they started playing hockey, and all yeah. of a sudden Foodie because like through through two mornings worth of drills and stuff, Foodie's just kind of been all right. He's just kind of been a guy. Yeah. Um, and, but, I mean, you look at him and what? All of these drills either end with it's just skating or turn into the goal and shoot the puck. Yeah. And we already knew Foodie's not going to look great shooting a puck. So when you get, when you let him play hockey and all of a sudden he's trying to thread passes and do stuff like that, that's where he starts to come out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that little backdoor pass that he made mm-hmm. to, to Bocage. Yep. Where it was like... <laughs> Just thread that. I thing. don't yeah. think that's the last time we see that this year. <laughs> Little um, AHL chemistry, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, they so they were running Ranta, Foodie, and Bocage together. Yep. And it was like, mm, 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 that's mm. a little bit of a line right there. That's a little bit of a line. Yeah. Um. Uh, is he so? Bowers is is he pretty much all the roster lock? Uh, for the Eagles, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say he's absolutely not a roster lock for the Devs. Uh, that he's at this camp at all. Pretty much shows that. that he's, yeah. got a, he's got a, a lot of work to do. He's got a pretty lengthy climb ahead of him. With that uh, being said, he did look very good today. Yeah. Uh, rock solid. A, a pretty interesting thing, too. It's something that I like to watch is... Who are the communicators out there? You definitely want to know. It's meaningful every time um, a guy, the 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 guy that they use as examples for drills. Yeah, and then when players start to break up, you see uh, certain guys take control and start just directing traffic. You here, you there, that group there, that group there. Yeah. And Shane Bowers was like, he's an on-ice coach at this point. Pretty much. And, and like, but you have comparisons too, right? Like, you have Bowers who's who's essentially coaching to a certain extent on the ice with the team. But then you also have yeah. guys like Foodie who's always chatting up who's ever next to him in line or <laughs> – uh, guys like Byram, who who's chirping at every imaginable opportunity to chirp anyone. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's watching watching Byron give the other defensemen the business when they mess up on drills is kind of funny. <laughs> but it's nice to kind of see, you know, especially like you said, day one, everyone's kind of getting to know each other. Day two, you start to see a little more personality come out for some guys. And yeah, well, they start to get comfortable around each other. Yeah, right. Yeah, here in troll mode today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was putting up all the all the memes. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
it was I liked the afternoon a lot more. The morning was kind of like I will um just from the defenseman. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no. Hang on. No Byram? We'll, okay. I'll we'll, we'll, no, we'll talk. But I need to hit up Breckenridge Brewery before we talk about defensemen. Because, you know what? Pour one out for the defensemen today. Uh, especially in the afternoon session when you're a kid coming out of juniors. You look up and you're against Newhook, <laughs> Bowers, and Olausen. I'll put together on a line and it's you're about to you're about to go for a ride. Let me put it that yeah. way. <laughs> Nate Clerman's like he was like, yo, I didn't see anything like this shit in Notre Dame. Yeah, right. Exactly. What is this? <laughs> so so pour one out for the homies on defense. Get some Breck brew. Hit them up on a line. Find a Breck beer locator to find it at a local liquor store near you. Also check out there. Uh, eight beers on tap at the bar. The good company hard seltzers. They got you covered. Breck brew's dope. Go check them out and then find Green Mountain Dental Group just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood to make sure you're taking care of your teeth. They're super great dentists. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush so you can take care of your teeth a little bit better at home as well. Excuse me. I also don't want to spoil anything, so I can't say anything uh, specific just yet, but we got some pretty cool stuff. We're planning on here in the lead up to the season. So now would be a great time to sign up for a membership at DNBR. Get the annual membership. Obviously, you get access to all of our content. Plus, you get a free T-shirt. You get big beers at the bar. You get a bunch of other cool stuff like access to the DNBR lounge as well. So check us out. Support us. We think we're pretty cool. Hope you guys think we're pretty cool too. <laughs> AJ doesn't think we're pretty cool. We think we're pretty cool. We do. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird way to put that. <laughs> Fair enough. We're so cool. Plus, like, you got to sign up for DNVR so we can dunk on our PHNX buddies and be like, look at all the dudes we got signing up, you know? It's true. <laughs> they had all that fun last week. It's our yeah, to go back right, to exactly. showing them how it's done. Welcome, welcome to me. Now it's back to business. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get into it, AJ. You watched a whole lot more of the defense than I did. So Byram, Baron, what's up? So they worked a lot on defending without sticks. Um, they did this both in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, so it's all positional. It's all about forcing... Um, without without using a stick as a crutch to knock pucks away and stuff. It's all about physically forcing guys to the outside. It's Sam Gerard's worst nightmare. Got don't it. let them don't let them get don't let them get inside positioning on you. Don't let them skate by you. Um outside of the the very first attempt, um when Byram just clearly just wasn't I don't know, just wasn't ready. Um but I wasn't expecting somebody to come at him that fast, but Cal Cal Burke chewed him up straight and torched him out yeah um but as soon as 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 soon as that was done byron went back to he elevated his game to a level that you were more comfortable seeing yeah and like it's really difficult to to judge a defense because like he's not allowed to play with the stick so this isn't this isn't super relevant hockey game situation stuff it's something very specific that they want them to work on well, but he it, doesn't have his stick. It's just super magnifies positional work, right? Yeah. Because you can't just use your stick if you're beat to poke the puck away or something. Right. And that's an area where Byram especially is really, really good. Yeah. Um, and we saw when he did get his stick back, Clarman actually got a got a couple of sticks on pucks too. Yeah. Um, but the two guys that I was uh, that are in a group together, obviously keeping the closest eye on Byram and Justin Barron. Yeah. Byram was fine. Um, he was he has done this drill before. He's he's done this camp before. He kind of got the gist of it. He understood what was being asked of him and um, picked it up really quickly. Was really comfortable with it. Not a big deal. Baron, on the other hand, um, it was raw at yeah. times. There were there were some moments. Uh, 
he struggled to keep his feet in transition. Um, when he he could when he got going backwards, he was fine. Um, when he was going side to side, he was fine. When he had to either transition into backwards skating from forwards and and because there was one where they swapped sides and like Byram had to pick up the right and and Baron had to cross over and trans transition into taking the left and he just ate it. Yeah. And there were a couple of different occasions where Baron was the guy that just lost his footing today. Now might just be, might just be a toe pick might just be a guy, you know, just, just falling down. Um, just a, just a bad luck that had happened to him on a couple of occasions, but that they were all in transition and involved him transitioning backwards skating there, yeah. um, is something that it's, I will want to keep an eye on now that I wasn't super worried about going in. Um, Rex is kind of vocalizing yeah. how I felt that, watching that's it. Exactly. Your concern is a little, um, it was, just something to keep an eye on um, because yeah. he did, he did lose the balance a couple of different times. And then in the drill, he bit on a, a couple, on some moves. a couple of the shimmy shakes. Yeah. Yeah. And he bit when they were doing the D on D drills, like he's, he's biting on head fakes from guys like Graham sword. Not great. Yeah. You know, where you're just like, ah, there's not an overwhelming amount of puck skill coming at him right now. And he kind of, Kind of bit on it. It's um, taking the bait at that point, yeah. When they got into actual the actual hockey situations and not these highly specialized drills, he looked a whole lot better to me. Yeah. Well, I, big all surprise. Of, all of a sudden, you let him use the body a little bit, and poor Benjamin Tardif. Yeah, Benjamin <laughs> Benjamin Tardif um, challenged him on the on the boards and did he, not end well. For him. Yeah. Baron Baron shut down that gap, closed it immediately, and smoked him into the wall. And yep. That was the end of that drill. Yep. <laughs> so, and I know we've said this multiple times on this podcast already, but to reiterate, this entire camp is going to be kind of put in a box off by itself to a certain extent because – yeah. Every single thing they're doing at the camp, even the mm-hmm. game-like scenario drills, they're asking these guys to do very, very specific things. Yeah, and all of this is going to be negated by what happens over the weekend yeah. at the tournament. Yep. So it's all good and well today. All these performances, all the the showings. Um, anybody, anybody that's doing well, it all goes out the window if they have a poor performance um, in the actual games this weekend. Yep. Uh, anybody that struggles, it's all forgotten if they go out and they they play well and they beat other competition at yep. a tournament where you're playing against an opponent. Yep. Yep. It's it's that simple. At the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, with Baron, um, it wasn't it was certainly from a just like a drills perspective. It wasn't the performance that I've you would have hoped for. Definitely. But to be honest with you, this is not a setting that defensemen have ever looked good. Yep. Um, the first time Drew Hellison, I think the only time Drew Hellison yep. has, uh, when he came right after he got drafted and he came to their, their dev camp, which they usually hold the week after the draft. Yeah. Right away. Um, he was real bad doing a lot of the same stuff that they were doing. He was really bad. Yep. Kale McCarr struggled. Um, to uh Connor Timmins, both of those guys struggled in the drills for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um Timmins obviously um with the concussion and stuff, his was more training camp related uh, sure. when he actually got into him. Um but but Makar especially like he was not notable until they put him in game situations and he and then he was entirely oh, noticeable. <laughs> yeah well and then he turned into nightcrawler and just started <laughs> teleporting behind people and you're like Oh, okay, so this is different. Yeah, <laughs> but in drills like this, it it there was a lot of work. It didn't there was pop, a, yeah. yeah. Um, so I I don't want people to feel like, uh, I don't want people to feel like they have reason to be down or reason not to be excited or reason to be even worried about Baron or Byram, uh, or I guess if you're 
really stretching it, uh, Nate Corman. Yeah, I, yeah. There's no no panic buttons here. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, the the tournament will be broadcast on the team's websites. So if you just go to the Avalanche website, you'll find the Avs games there. Yeah. Um, and to to Jamie's point here, um, the Avs have gone to this tournament a number of years, and most of these games are really low scoring because the majority of these rosters are full of ATOs, yeah. ECHL players, um, older junior players that, that are like leading men on bad teams. Yep. Like the Sasha Mutala types. Yep. Um, this is this year is I think by a pretty wide margin the best roster the Evs have sent to one of these things. Yeah, they've got five first round picks, Sample Ranta, and a and like Eustace Annan and a Trent Minor in net. Like they've yep. they've got some guys that you you're really actually like. This wow. is interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're top six. The, the the that top line of all first rounders. Yeah, and then you have Ranta and Foodie and and Bocage. You have your third rounder yep. line. Uh, you've got Byram and Barron on your defense, and then you've got yeah. Annan and Net. And you like that's a that's a formidable group. Wingerly behind that, who we haven't even talked about yet. But yeah, so no, I don't think it's I don't think that the Avs have really been bad at these tournaments. They just they play a lot of low scoring games. Yep, and that's it's been boring more than bad, and it's a good reminder that these. These tourneys are usually slog fests. Just, guys just and like, as an example, so today they finished their morning session and then the, the abs had their captains practice with the actual NHL guys come out after. Oh, and the, the difference in speed between the rookie camp practice and these abs dudes was just, it's like everyone on the abs practice, the lowest guy on the totem pole looks like a superstar compared to, compared to the, the rookie like, practice. Yeah. Ryan Murray goes out there in captain's practice. And I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> what is that? And like Mikhail Maltsev is like flying down the yeah. ice. I'm like, these guys are incredible. <laughs> like it was a, it was such a culture shock. A very yeah, stark I mean, reminder of the difference there. Yeah. Artem Anisimov is definitely big, but I <laughs> I don't know how well he's moving. Yeah. In any case, yeah. not, not the topic of today. Uh, I did want to touch on Wingerly really quick because I did think he had a very good day at camp. Um it's a weird spot for him, right? Because he's 23. He's a little bit older than the rest of the kids here, but yeah. Been playing pro hockey for a while now. Yeah. It kind of shows. Yeah, exactly. He, the, the thing that I really liked about him is that he looked, he looked like an older guy, right? When he's going into a drill where other guys are pulling into the forehand, he'll take the backhand shot where other guys are catching mm-hmm. release. It's, it's a one timer from him. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, um, the drills I didn't care about with Wingerly today. Uh, it was the when they got into the three on three and the two on two and stuff, he was, and he was dunking some kids a little and bit. Yeah, he's, he's playing on this really weird line uh, yeah. line combination with like some just some random guys. Yep. Um, and every single time it was like, dude, is that six three again? Yep. Four, five, six times in a row, it was like, oh, he's yeah. doing something. Yeah, um, he's got a real snappy low wrister. Yeah, um, that it's it, he's done everything to get us to to get us to the where it's like definitely going to keep an eye on him in game situations. Uh, it doesn't. It looks like he's odd man out in the forward core in terms yep. of playing with like the big guns, um, which just really just gives him a, more of a chance to shine. I think. Yeah carry the because, load a little bit for whatever because, line that is. Yeah. Exactly. His success is going to be a lot more because of things that he did and not because like, oh well he's playing with new hook and bowers. Of course he was good. You know, like <laughs> you know those things that you talk yourself into and yeah. you're like, oh well he looked good. But and then you let the butt take over. Yep. A fun statement to say out loud. <laughs> um yo, I all right. And I'm the reason that this podcast is adults only. Come on. <laughs> Minute and 42 in. Talking about balls. 
It's not even on the list today, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I Wingerly Wingerly today. Um, it was his. It was his work in the drills uh, or in the in the afternoon when they were in a lot more game situations and they were really getting into, and especially when they got into the sort of five on five stuff, it was really like three V five because they were four checking a breakout. Mm -hmm. And that was where he immediately for his line, especially which a little undersized, um, which obviously he is already, but yeah, he immediately disrupted things. He got in there and he he's very comfortable disrupting with a stick, yep. knowing that he is not a physical specimen. <laughs> yeah, he he knew right. He knows exactly how he has to play. Right. He's he's got to be quick. He's jumping into the action. He's jumping out of it. He he's not going to play physically into anybody. But yeah, but that's fine because he knows how he has to do other things to make it work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and again, I just think I think he has done everything that has been necessary to get us excited and get us intrigued by what's next for him. Yep. Which, you know, this tournament is one thing, but but for someone like Wingerly, you're looking pretty heavily at at proper training camp as well. I'm not sure I understand this comment. Yeah. I, I I don't really get that one either, right? Like the Avs have turned plenty homegrown prospects into very quality stuff. Yeah, as Avs fans, we need someone like Ranta to step into the league and turn into a star. It's something that hasn't happened in a very long time, or if ever. I don't like McKinnon, McCarr. Yeah, I'm just not. Do you mean like a mid round pick? Because. Yeah, I mean, obviously they've struggled to produce NHL players of any kind. Um, with with mid rounders, if you want to call a mid rounder a third round pick, a mid round pick it's, it's drafted like sixtieth. So yeah, I I'm mean, just I, mean, I guess I'm just not I'm I'm not sure. And I and and let's be honest, like for a third round pick, realistic expectations are not of that dude being a star. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, does it, obviously it helps Tampa Bay that Braden point turns into who he is, but it helped Colorado that they had Ryan O'Reilly yeah. in the second round right. and, and Tyson Berry in the third round. And Paul Stasny was a second rounder. Like they've gotten guys in rounds beyond the first. It's just had to, to recently, obviously it's it, been problematic. Well, and, and that's the thing too is right. Like it's been, a decade since they've had a second rounder or later play a hundred games for them. But Connor Timmons easily would have, if he yeah. was still an Av, they yep. just made he a decision there. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, but they like, they've also balanced that. We've talked about this a bunch. They've balanced that by getting an abnormal number of their high picks. Right. Yeah. They've crushed the first round. Right. Much. Because you look at, you look at them turning high first round picks into star players. And they've done it basically better than anybody else. McCarr's done it. McKinnon's done it. Miko did it. Yeah. And, and Landis has turned into like a, a very, very high level player. prime captain. And certainly hoping that, you know, Byram and Newhook are on their way. Mm-hmm. And even, even Tyson Jost, he's not a star player, but they've turned him into a quality NHLer. Yeah. And like with Jost, you look at some of the guys behind him, and you're like, they they kind of miss. It's on fine. That. Yeah. It's, it's it's like a it's like a single instead of a triple or a home right. run. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And but but yeah. Anyway, um, this this camp is it's it's got guys in it that that could uh, I, I there's not there's not many guys that you're ever gonna have in your system that are star caliber of talent. Yeah. Agreed. And. I think there's only a couple in this camp. You know, I think it's New Hook, it's Byram, and it's probably Ranta. Yeah. Doesn't mean that there aren't other quality players hanging around in this and camp. That, Just right. that those guys well, are like, the ones that are likeliest. It's, it's nothing against those guys. NHL stars. Like, if you watch this podcast, you know AJ and I both think Bowers is NHL ready today, mm-hmm. but we're putting him in a bottom six role. Like, that's just reality. Uh, yeah. So hard to call that a star caliber player. Um, yeah. But on that note, 
<clears throat> thing a lot of kids have to do when it comes to uh, dev camp, training camp type of things, they got to put some meat on their bones. So Hassle Cattle Company can help with that. Go get yourself some good old beef or get the super nice Wagyu beef. Either way, they got you covered. Hassle has tons of amazing stuff, whether, the, whether it be their Wagyu beef burgers. Absolutely delicious. You can find those down at the DNVR bar. Uh, you can also get all of their amazing steaks with the tomahawks. They got ribeyes. They got bone-in. They got sirloin. They got you name it. They got all sorts of amazing meat. So check out Hassle Cattle Company. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com and use the DNVR10 promo code for 10 percent off plus if you order over two hundred dollars you get free shipping as well uh super awesome check them out then hit up solace meds once you got your meat maybe you want to go uh give yourself the munchies before you cook it solace got you covered in that they have a bunch of good deals in store ranging from 15 to 25 percent off of course you can check out online for pickup as well use code dnvr20 to get 20 percent off your entire purchase there if you use the Wheat Ridge location, you can also get yourself a free King Cone just for going in, getting yourself some cool stuff. They have four locations here in Colorado, including one up in Fort Collins. So if you're anywhere in the uh, the I-25 corridor, hit up Saul's Meds because they got you. Last but certainly not least, we also have Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee. Helps with my, migraines, aches, pains, all sorts of stuff. We also have that cold brew down at the DNVR bar. Cold brew is your thing. If not, go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 from your first purchase. And then when you love it, you can get 20% off for life when you get their subscription service as well. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, you, you kind of alluded to it there, but uh, should we should we get to the title of this show? If you're if you're jumping on the hype train, if you're ignoring the reality that this is just a dev camp with drills, it has Sampo Ranta had the best two days of dev camp of anyone in the history of Avalanche dev camps? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> this Definitely. is I don't think yeah, it's no. that far off. No, I mean, I, I, I obviously, if I was going to make a state, I would, I would want to sit down and make sure I went through the right. Of course, of like, course. There's going to be someone through. in there who absolutely balled out that I'm not. Yeah, like I, like I remember watching Andreas Martinson at a dev camp and being like, "What the?" <laughs> between between him being able to smoke dudes and just like hit through them yeah and then some of the stuff that he did with his hands in a dev camp when he wasn't in a hockey situation like andreas martinson looked like the shit <laughs> at his at his dev camp when he signed his uh his elc when he came over so anybody trying to get really excited about wingerly keep that in mind andreas martinson was awesome at this thing yep um so that's a that's a good reminder of like why you temper some of this why stuff why you wouldn't get on the hype train of, of yeah, well and like but... like there were some moments from Ranta today that were really good yep that obviously like what he did to the poor defenseman out of yeah, the queue I... he's got three names yeah he just so they were doing uh basically like a two on kind of a two on one ish two on two ish type thing it was it was a transition draw and Ranta just put his head down and just goes outside and says, bye just <laughs> like, on the yeah. outside of him. And he never, this poor guy just never, uh, he, he took two strides backwards, shit his pants fully <laughs> and completely <laughs> before getting to the blue line, turned around and then just was like, he gone. Yeah. I'll see you later, bud. <laughs> that's gone. That's, that's over. And then made a, made a perfect, cross crease pass that ended up in the net and it was just like it was it like it was one of those moments where you were just like holy yeah because <laughs> we were talking we were talking earlier in the day about different types of good skating yeah how like foodie's very he's got straight line speed he's very bursty he's got great acceleration great balance whereas uh, sample rant is very uh, it's it's a power yeah when he gets when he gets going and it's and it's not like a you know it's not like trying to start a, a tanker or anything right it doesn't take him he can forever. get up speed just fine but, but it's, once he's it, moving it's it's a 
freight train. He like, is a load to handle. Yeah. And it was it was it was an impressive it was like an impressive showing. And then like but you you know you keep in mind like it's it's all good and well all in the context of dev camp. Right. Yeah. He dominated that and that was all good and well. But like you you keep in mind he's not going to do that to very many pro level of course not. Of course not. Um but we it, saw the same thing happen to Byram in the very first running of that drill where he just yeah, he took two torched. steps, he got beat, and Callahan Burke just dusted yep. him. Yep. So you're trying like you keep things like that in mind, uh, because it's you know, it's really easy to watch what, what Sampo did to some of the lesser guys today and be like He's insane. Yeah, like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> With that, with that being said, though, like, yeah, as far as the tools go in this dev camp, he's got them all. He's got yeah. all the physical tools that you could ask of the guy. And this is this is you know we talk about defensemen not being set up for a lot of success here. Yeah, this is like the camp for Sampo Ranta. Yeah, right. To it, go, it's to built look, to make him to look, look good great. Yeah. And to go off and to, to kind of separate. And it sucks we don't have Evan um, right now. because would probably give a counter take a little yeah, bit. Evan's yeah, Evan's got an, a different opinion on what Sampo did today. Yeah. But we both really liked what, what Sampo did. Uh, it was... It was a good day for him. It, it was the kind of day that made dreaming on a guy's potential yeah. really easy well and, and look that when you have a day and in two days really like this for sampo the the takeaway i have is like look he has the tools sure maybe there's some question marks on his ability to think the game and, and get lost a little bit like we saw in the playoffs but yeah. if you can take that guy's tools and just get him pointed the right direction and get him to go mm-hmm. he'll get value for you yeah but it's also really notable, really notable that there was like a Sampo as good as Sampo has looked like Alex Newhook is on a completely oh, that I wasn't able to talk about him because that different dude is level. Done. he is done with this dev camp. There is no reason he should be here. Yeah, but <laughs> but it's important to me to note that like while we're talking about Sampo and then while this will be immediately followed up with, he should still probably be in the AHL this year. Very true. It's because you look at a guy like Newhook. We yep. don't know what Newhook's going to do his rookie year this year. We're, we're talking about like 20 to 30 points, right? Yep. Like we're we're kind of looking for that sort of year out of him. Yeah. That yeah, that sort of rookie year, like a very tempered expectation for him. And he is comically head yeah. and shoulders. It's not close. On a on a it's totally not close. Totally different level than what Sampo, even Sampo Ranta has been. He's doing everything at a much, much higher level, a much higher pace, um, very quick for the recovery, the competitiveness. Uh, the leadership of it, the actual execution of everything that he that's being asked of him. Alex Newell does not belong here. Straight at up, all. Straight up. Straight it is. Up. It is. He is an NHL player in a development camp. Yep. It. If there was any doubt in my mind that he wasn't ready for the NHL, this camp completely squashed it. Yeah. Like, like this is if they if they pulled a guy out of NHL camp, not even like a star player, pull, pull Mikhail Malta out of, out of, out of the camp. And he's going to probably completely murk this. Yeah. yeah but, but, but still would struggle to do what new hook has yeah, right. done in the last the, two days. It's the, been not flawless, not like, Oh course. my God. Unbelievable. No one's perfect. Like, he's but... just, he's just done everything at a really high. He does not need to be doing this stuff. Yep. Um, but I, what I, what I like, what I've really liked from Newhook, and obviously, like the, him showing out on ice is great. But I've liked the leadership where he's talking to the other guys. Um, he's trying to help them. They're talking to him because he knows what he's doing. Um, and and the same, the same is also true of Bowers doing this, where they're going through these two guys to ask a lot of questions and to try and get clarified. Okay. So yep. I'm, I'm, you guys want me doing this. I, I should be doing this. Why am I doing these things this way? 
and those two those two guys are a uh, are so far a really positive outlet uh, and and a positive extension of the coaching staff. Yep. If they're if they're giving out A's for this rookie tournament, both of them going to be wearing, and then probably Byram on the back end. But yeah. So uh, that's that's great, and and with Ranta, like there's there's a lot there's a lot to be excited about, but. You got to see it in a game. Of course. It, and, you know. it When you bring your, your life back to reality and remember that this is a dev camp with Winger Lee's 23, but I think beyond him, the oldest, Clerman might be 22, I think, is the oldest guy there. Yeah, I mean the... And there's a handful of 17, 18-year-old kids. Like, yeah. yeah, and they're like some of the ATO guys and stuff like have had, like I... There were some puck moments in the afternoon stuff from my guy Jack O'Brien that I really liked. Yeah. Um, there were, you know, Ryan Hofer. I really, I he was solid today. Yeah. Can't stop talking about the guy. Um, he just keeps he just keeps being noticeable. I wanted to see how he uses that six three frame uh, in a in a competitive situation. Well, he apparently knows the uh, the 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 Bulyalski move. Yep. Go wide, put your head down, and force them to stop you. Yep. That's it. That's what that's that's what he just keeps. That's doing, the move. So. Uh, yeah. so yeah, wrap it up with the Laos in a little bit, uh, real quick. No training camp roster yet. Yeah, correct. Uh, Lawson, this is probably better your territory. Better you. I think you probably watch him a little more closer closely yeah. than I did today certainly he was so uh, in a lot of ways it was not a perfect day today especially in the drills you saw him struggle with some drills at the start you saw him eat it in a couple of the skating drills but what I really liked about those drills is he would struggle with it there were some other guys who would just start cheating on the drills when they struggled with it and instead he would go talk to the coaches he'd keep doing it and by the end of the drill he was usually nailing the drill so to your point from yesterday's camp, there's a a little bit more involvement today, I think, from him, where he wasn't just kind of coasting through as much. Um, and then I really, really like the the afternoon session. Obviously, getting to play next to, to Newhook and Bowers helps a little bit there, but a couple situations where you could ask him to be physical and he'd go into the corner and, and he'd, he'd knock someone off a puck. He'd, he'd compete. If he and and I told you this at the at the ring two AJ, if that dude can play with power in his game, <laughs> he's gonna be good. Yeah, and we were watching him especially in the matchups against some of the junior guys. Yeah. And it was because like that's that's his life for the next year. He's gonna go play for the Barry Colts. He's gonna score forty goals in the he's, OHL this he's year. He's gonna he's gonna dunk on some fools. It's gonna happen. So yeah. Should be fun. Should be fun for a Lawson. Um, yeah, I, I, that covers most of it. Any any other thoughts for you, AJ? Um, I liked the I liked the competitiveness for today of the group as a whole. Um, you, I really don't get into goaltenders when they're not the defense is not getting played in front of them right. very much. Um, but I thought Annan and showed well some, today he had some flashy ones in there yeah yeah i thought he showed well today i like i like trent minor battling the way that he has um we see we've seen him you know he's he's small and it's he is yeah yeah you gotta work that much harder when you're a small goalie yep um just a quick side note mm-hmm. um, for today that uh, Brett Clark was yeah. supposed to be a, an assistant coach for the Eagles this year. He's been a development guy for the Avs. Um, is no longer coaching. Uh, yeah, is no longer with the uh, – will be coaching the Eagles this year. They, I don't think that they, I don't think that they have, uh, yeah, 
they they stepped around it, but basically he don't want to get vaccinated. Yep. And that's we saw Sylvain Lefebvre got replaced on the Columbus coaching staff today. Yep. For the same reason. Um, so not editorializing, just making sure that we touched on it. Um yep. he was supposed to be part of the coaching staff. That answers the question of who the hell that random dude has been that none of us recognized. His name is Tim Branham. And is the new Eagles coach. Yep. He's the new assistant coach with the Eagles uh, yep. to, to replace Brett Clark this year. So that's the haps. That is that is the news. Um, anyway, yeah, that that's it for today, I suppose. Tomorrow. We will be doing our pod after the three-on-three rookie game, which happens in the evening, so probably late one after 9 o'clock Mountain. So stick around for that. We don't know. There's a chance that they try to stream the game. We'll see. Uh, Tomorrow? Yeah. So you tried to Periscope today. It was pretty rough. Yeah. It was pretty pixelated. Um. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if they're able to get it set up. If not, uh, somebody hit us up tomorrow if they can't get a stream going, and we'll try. Yeah, we'll try that. At very least, you can you can follow us on Twitter to, to follow what's happening in the game. So one way or another, we'll have you covered the best we can. Um, yeah, we will be doing a pod that evening. Yeah. Well, actually, um, we'll probably do it Saturday morning. Yeah, so Friday Friday night's game, we're actually going to do the pod Saturday morning, and then we will also do uh, a post-game pod We will do Sunday? Yeah, proper post-game pod Sunday and Monday. And Monday, yeah, immediately following the game. And yep. then, you know. Then it's and, and then the it's training back, camp after yeah. that, yeah. It's, it's full camp where all this talk about all like Sample Ranta is going to be on. He's going to be yeah. like the seventeenth forward. All of a sudden, that dude's going to disappear in the shuffle. <laughs> yeah. So, either way, another fun day of Dev Camp. I enjoyed it. Hope y'all enjoyed our thoughts on it. We are out of here for the day. Thank you everyone for watching, listening. However you consume the pod, we appreciate all of y'all. Hope to see you tomorrow night for our post three on three show. We will talk to you later.